Have you ever stopped and asked yourself the question of why? Why you're listening to this podcast? Why you consume the type of content that you consume? And if you're here, I'm just going to make a reasonable assumption. It's fantasy football content. Why do you give this so much of your time? Because if you're listening to this show, you're probably listening to another five, six, seven shows all talking about the same thing in one way, shape, form, or another. Why do you give this thing so much of your time? Have you ever stopped and just asked yourself that question? I don't care if you're a content creator, if you're a fan, if you're a consumer of content, just ask yourself why. And as we go through this exercise, understand there is no right or wrong answer here. But just be real with yourself. Just be real. That's the only thing that I ask you to do is just be honest with yourself. You ain't got to tell me. You ain't got to tweet it to me. You don't have to DM me. Just be honest with yourself. Why are you here? Is it because you view fantasy football sort of in a similar yet not immediate of a, of, of a result way as chess? You think of it as a game of strategy. Trying to manipulate players and values amongst 12 other people, 11 other people, 10, 9, 8, however your league size is, in a strategic fashion to ultimately end up at the top and stay at the top. Something euphoric about that, right? I can build this thing that's better than everybody else, and then I can keep it there, sustain it. There's something... You get a little rush out of thinking about that. I don't care what it is that you're building. If you can build something and it be the best in that arena and stay at the top, that's pretty dope. right? So are you here because of that? Are you here because fantasy football is a source of revenue for you? Do you play in a lot of high-stake leagues? Are you in big-money leagues? And do you have the skill and the talent and the luck to win more than the people that you're in the leagues with? Some people I've come across, this is money for them. These high stakes leagues, these big money leagues, you see some of these tournaments on underdog, $1,000 entries. Some people just got the money to be able to do something like that and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, just ask yourself, why are you here? And it's going to look different from person to person. You just hear, you go, shit, man, I got invited into this by a friend. I really don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just kind of here. I'm just kind of here. I'm listening. I'm trying to get into this thing. I mean, I was once there. 
early in my content consumption days, trying to figure out what I really wanted to, to sort of dive into, how I wanted to do it, what content area I wanted to focus in as a consumer and a producer of said content. Just here to have fun. You know what? I'd be doing a lot of other things in the world, and I like football, and I like the, the engagement that this game brings, so it's fun to me. Not a big PS5 or Xbox kind of guy or girl, but I like playing football. I like fantasy football, so let's just do it all together. Right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with any of the reasons, or are you here because of the community? Because I know some people who are in multiple leagues and they never check anything, but they love chiming in. They love being around the crew, right? That community, that sense of friendship and family. And I know it sounds kind of crazy to think that, but in the world in which we live today, yeah, virtual friendships happen all the time. There are people who've connected through these communities that are lifelong friends now. Never met before, met one time. It's kind of the beauty of this thing that we do. But just be honest with yourself as to why you are here. Right? And I say that because there is no right or wrong answer to that. For everybody, it's going to be different. For everybody, it's going to be unique. And for some, it may change year after year. It may not be static. It may be, may be dynamic. But there's no right or wrong answer as to why you're here. We're all here because for our various individual reasons, we like fantasy football. That's why you're listening to this. So you're going to listen to another show after this. And that's why you're going to keep listening because we like this game for different reasons. And that's why there is no right or wrong way. One of the things that I am, I am very adamant of making sure that I don't alienate those within my community because that is the variable in which I can control. I don't want people to feel like there's only one way to do this. There's only one way to be successful. There are multiple ways in which you can play fantasy football, all right? Let's not get to the point where we think that we have everything figured out to where it is only one way. It is my way or the highway. It doesn't work like that. There is no right or wrong way to play because for every individual person, their why is different. The reasoning for being here is different. The reason for playing in the leagues in which they play, they're different from person to person, no matter how similar we like to think we are, they are different. And sometimes those, those whys can change in the course of said season. You could be hell-bent ready to grind it away week one, think you got enough time, and week nine that baby decides to come a little early. And your why changes a little bit. So there's no right or wrong way to do this because for everybody, the reason why they do or consume this is different. And I've always said, I've always talked about time. Back in the early Destination Debbie days, I always talked about time and why we as people have to protect our own time. 
right? We have to protect our own time because time, that's the thing. We all have it. And right now that hourglass is flipped and that sand is coming down for every last one of us. It's the one thing that you just can't get back. I don't care how much money you have, right? When is your time? It's your time. And I'm not trying to get religious or do any of that stuff, but when your time is up, your time is up. It's a precious thing that we have. You never get it back and you have to protect it. And when I say protect it, that means saying no sometimes to podcast requests, to YouTube appearances, to job opportunities, to joining leagues. Sometimes you have to say, man, with the time that I do have, is my why important enough? Is my why priority enough for me to take away from said time? Right? The why. That's why I keep saying, why are you here? Why are you listening? Why do you do this? No right or wrong. Every Everybody's why is going to be different and in turn that's going to influence and affect how much time you put into this or or not and when that why changes that time still doesn't fill up it's still ticking man it's still precious so you got to protect it and that doesn't just apply for creators that's just people everybody man anybody listening to this protect your time it's okay to say no. It's okay to say not right now. It's okay to say, damn it, I'm tired. You got to protect your time. Marshawn Lynch said it. Protect your mentals. Take care of that chicken. Protect your mentals. That's for real. Everybody out there grinding, thinking you got to go 100%, 24-7, 365. Whether it's in your job, whether it's creating content, you don't. You do not have to do that. And it won't last. It's not sustainable. You can't do that. You got to take some time. Take that vacation. I know school's about to kick back off for a lot of people out there. But I hope you got some time to step away, relax, take care of yourself. And if you didn't, I'm putting it on your mind right now. Do that. Schedule some time. Take time. Your job will be fine without you. I promise you. Even you doctors out there. Hey, take some time, doc. I need you sharp. Because I'm probably going to get hurt again. So I need you to take some time, please. Do not go balls to the wall. Protect your time. It's precious. Can't get that back. But most importantly, you got to enjoy this game. You have to enjoy it. You can have all the time in the world, in quotes. Your why can be spot on. Got to enjoy it, though. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy and embrace the good seasons and the bad seasons, the good rookie draft picks and the bad rookie draft picks, the Andrew Lux retiring, the Robert Griffins looking like they're going to be the next superstar, and the Malik Willis is going in the third round. You have to enjoy it. Despite that, you have to enjoy it. And some people don't. Some people do not enjoy it. Injuries, you know, 
paying $150 to get into a league. And then the first three picks of your, your draft, all three guys get hurt. Boom, boom, boom. It's happened. It does suck. That does suck. Especially, especially in a seasonal, in a seasonal format where you only got one shot. Dynasty, you just kind of change your, your thinking, right? You're like, oh shit, well, this is a, a failed contender. Let's go ahead and start getting ready for, for the rookie draft. But in redraft, you're just looking at, damn, I just sunk $150. And some people don't enjoy that. Some people are like, damn, damn. That's all you can really say. I mean, you can't get, you can't get your money back. I mean, it's just gone. You got to enjoy that. You got to enjoy that, that potential outcome happening and being okay with that. You got to enjoy the grind. It's tough. It's tough. So many, so many resources out there now that are, are sharp, that have have discovered and, and, and taught and disseminated information on player evaluations, picking the right guys, what type of players to look for, what type of offenses to pay attention to, who's getting the ball the first read. Who's the, I mean, it's just so sophisticated now from just even a player evaluation standpoint. One, the most subjective thing in what we do, looking at somebody run the ball or catch or throw a pass and say that's either good or bad. How do we know? Like, really, how do we know? Right? Shit, I don't know. But, gotta enjoy that. Gotta enjoy that. Those advances in learning how to, to, how to interpret the data as far as when to draft a player or when to trade a player and the value and how to accrue and how to manipulate why it's important to hoard quarterbacks or get all the first round draft picks or why third rounders are important. There are so many just different resources that we have at our disposal now. You got to enjoy that. Got to enjoy learning about that. You've got to enjoy going through those, those misses and experiencing the highs of hitting on a player. There's nothing better than that. Like, that feels good. You got to enjoy that. Like, that feels good when you tout, 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 and it pays off, and that player has helped somebody else. As a creator, there's no better feeling. That's what, ultimately, that's what we do that for. I don't listen back to this shit. Think I turn any episode that I do on never I don't even want my wife playing it around me I don't want to hear that she's watching wake up after it's done I don't want to hear it I just don't I do it for you so hell yeah I want you to be like damn his subjective ass is right more than not I, I rock with Ray that's what I want I enjoy that you know I enjoy learning and implementing the strategies that not only I preach, but that I learn from others. I learn a lot of stuff from a lot of people. It's one thing about me. I never have, never will, said I'm the best ever. I know every damn thing. I get everything right or I will. Because I won't and I don't. And I will never. So I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to set myself up to be that kind of cat. I just always say, I'll just tell you what I see. This is what I see. Some things I feel very strongly on just 
a lot of times people overthink shit. You know? Sometimes I think things are pretty commonsensical. Alvin Kamara, three games a day. A lot of people out there, they were talking about eight games. What if he's out the whole year? Just are you serious? <laughs> Look, I ain't here to, I'm not here to, to play uh, FBI agent here either. I'm just talking about Alvin Kamara, the football player. So if you want, if you if you're offended that he only got three games, take it up with Goodell. I'm just the damn messenger. Got 30% exposure. I practice what I preach. That's the point. You got to enjoy learning, implementing those strategies that you preach. A lot of people out here telling y'all to do this, telling y'all to do that. Not doing it, can't do it, won't do it. Now, why would you, why would you pay for that advice or pay that creator or that service? If they're sitting there telling you one thing, yet they're not doing what they're preaching to you, like why would you what what value do you have in that? At least the cat that's out there drafting Malik Willis, if if you were preaching it, you were in the trenches. Shit, we got to get out of this together. Let me teach you how we get out of here. How do you flip that dying asset, right? We're in this together. We're going to talk about this, right? You got to enjoy learning, implementing new strategies. Got to enjoy the game. Got to enjoy the grind. As a creator, you got to enjoy the highs and the lows, the, the peak seasons and the dead seasons. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't brag on what I've been able to accomplish ever, ever. People want to get on and chop it up about how I got where I got to. We could talk about it, but I don't ever get out there. I haven't done one of those videos yet. How to make a hundred thousand dollars in fantasy? I can. I probably will at some point, but at today's date, I've yet to do that. I haven't done it. Right, but what I am proud of, and what I will brag on wake up and myself and Jay Rich is we don't take time off even in the dead season when nobody wants to watch man we don't wake up as a hundred people on there you know now that the season's ramped back up shit's shit's popping now but we're, we're we're doing we're waking up seven in the morning six in the morning February and March and April and then after the draft it's just nothing May, June, right? Consistency, We're grinding, because we enjoy it. We enjoy bringing some sort of entertainment and value to others. That's why I do it. That's honestly why I do it. I talk about it all the time. I love football, y'all. Like a lot of people say that shit, I really... Really, I would love for my son to feel just about something. I hope he does about how I feel about the sport and the game of football. He's probably not going to play it, at least while I have control over what he can and can't do. But I hope he finds something that gives him that sense of, like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I love talking. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I got two law degrees. Two of them. 
And what I want to do until I die is talk about football, is to watch the game, to be able to evaluate. Because I love it. I remember vividly, I believe I was going to the fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. And we had, we didn't have a garage. We had a carport, like, you know, just 10 shit over the thing. At a carport, one carport, like one car carport. And I remember my mom kept asking my sister and me, what did we want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? My sister's asking for all kinds of stuff. And I wanted two things. I wanted two things for Christmas. I wanted a punching bag because I thought somehow that, you know, that's great cardio. That's my thinking as a fourth, fourth grader. And I wanted a weight bench. Because I knew, I knew that I was getting close to junior high and I needed to get bigger for football. Like I wanted a weight bench in the fourth grade, like, let's go. My mom got me one. Got me a weight bench, put it right in the carport. Like, she let me have a carport to put the weight bench in the, uh, in the punching bag up. Because I was, like, hell fucking bent that young that I was going to play in the NFL. You couldn't tell me any different. I, vivid, I remember the day my high school coach, Coach Armstrong, calling him out. Coach, I remember he asked me in practice, I think I was like a sophomore playing uh, varsity that moved us up or some shit like that. And he was like, where do you want to go play ball at? I was like, I want to go to Oklahoma. And he was like, man, you'll never play in any college. Like, all right, man. And that motivated me now. Never got to Oklahoma. Was was committed to Boise State and uh, got into some trouble senior year and they pulled the offer, but I got there. I was right there. Got to play some D2 ball. But from the time that I can remember, like I just loved football and I don't think that will ever change. That for me is my why. And that why will never change ever. That is my why. And it's interesting, this, this cycle tell you the cycle of being a content creator, how it normally starts. Starts off as just the love of the game, at least for me. I was a fan of the game of football. And as a fan, I too was a consumer of football. Then you insert social media like Twitter, which I already had prior to getting into this. And you start to follow people that you see on football, the, the Adam Schefters, the Ian Rappaports. Those are your, those are your, those are your, those are the people who know, right? You start following them for information. And then at some point, some point, somebody asks you to play in a fantasy league. Right? At some point, somebody had to ask you. Somebody brought it to you. Let's play in this fantasy football league. And you didn't really know what it was, but you get in it. You enjoy it. You're on social media. You're already a fan of the NFL, fan of the game. Right? And you become a consumer of the fantasy content. You want to start following people. Ryan McDowell was for me. Him and Evan Silva and Rich Rebar and Sigmund Bloom. Those are the guys I, I was like, ah, fucking, if Ryan McDowell ever tweeted me. Like, if you would have told me then that I could text him and talk to him and my wife communicating with his wife to set up a Disney World trip. I'd be like, you're crazy. Never. It's Ryan McDowell. It's DLF. You know? Become a consumer of that. 
And then for some, for some, not for all, but for some, you become interested in creating. I can do this. I can do this. I am a fan of the game. I've been a consumer for this many years. I can do this. I can buy me a mic and I got some homeboys or homegirls that are as equally enthusiastic about this as I am. And I can make this. I can do this. And boom, there you go. You got podcasts. You're a creator now. Use the social media influence that you have now. You know, your knowledge that you've gained as a consumer, as a fan. And now you create, hopefully, go back, what you enjoy. And you make time. We talked about time earlier. Time is precious, but you make time for this because you enjoy it. Right? You've learned strategies being the consumer. You enjoy it. You make the time for it. You do it your way. Boom, you're a content creator. And for... A few creators who are lucky, they are able to turn this love, this passion, this time suck into a business. That's not very many, honestly. There, there's, there's not many who can do that. And then there are even fewer who can actually turn it into the type of business that can sustain a comfortable style of living. And for every person, that will vary. So once you hit that point for you, you're, you're very rare. And then the rarest of those can build something and employ dozens of people and have a true just monster of a company, right? You have a dope business that makes a lot of money, but some very, very few become the, the PFFs and they get capital infused behind them. And hell, you know, they become a company where they're offering you benefits. Let me, let me just tell you right now, for, every, for everybody out there working for these sites, and you're like, oh, well, if they ain't paying you no benefits, man, <laughs> if they ain't giving you benefits in retirement, just be mindful of what you're signing up for. I'm going to kick game later down the line about all of that stuff. But for a very few, very, 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 very few, they turn that thing into a major business, Right? That's the cycle from fan to consumer to creator and potentially to, to business. That's the cycle. That's dynasty. That's fantasy football. That's sort of how you get through all of that. Why you're here, what you're doing, why you do it, why you're listening, why you're creating. I think there's another step, though. I think there's another layer after a creator. I think there's another step. I think there's something else after that. And what that something is, I don't know if there's like a name for it or... Now, I have a couple of things written down on the notes here, and as I'm looking at it, I don't even know if this is... if this is the right word to use, but what I think comes after being creator slash business is wanting to see something grow, right? 
a lot of times we think about this from the creator side as what we can pull from, which is important because if you want to make this a business, you have to take from, you have to charge, you have to monetize, you have to have a website, a Patreon, you just have to. If you want to grow, these things, you know, have to happen. If you want to make this a business, you have to do those things. But it's not just about taking, it's about putting back into. It's about putting back into it. What, not only do you want to get out of it, but what can you give back to it? I'm a big believer in that. I told my wife, we both are blessed and fortunate enough to have very good jobs. I'm not talking about anything fantasy football business related. I'm just talking about nine to fives. We're both very blessed. And when that happened, one of the first things I wanted to do, not go out and buy a TV. <laughs> I get mine free from Epson, but not that I wanted to go do that. I wanted to endow a scholarship in my alma mater. I wanted to give back. And I know because I've worked in collegiate athletics and in the fundraising department, I know that most scholarships, you know, those are to endow it at least $10,000, $25,000. And that was what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to give back. I want to give some other kid an opportunity to have their books paid for it and not have to stress out about that shit as a sophomore as they're trying to make it through. Like that's the first thing that I wanted to do once I got a little bread was give back and die with scholarship. How cool is that to have the Garvin Family Scholarship? Like that's dope at my alma mater. Give back. And that's one of the things as a content creator, that's one of the things I pride myself on is trying to put back into this. To give people an opportunity. I saw somebody, there's a YouTube comment. I get all, all kinds of crazy YouTube comments, but I got one a couple of weeks ago and it just struck me different. And I think I'm almost positive it was on the Underdog Fantasy Show with Josh Norris. I'm almost positive because it, it stuck with me. I was like, damn, of all the things, like this one just kind of cut me. Says somebody like a dope show, but Ray's kind of an asshole. I'm like, first of all, this was like a five players you can't stop drafting. So I don't know, I don't know how I come across as that, but I don't feel I come across as, as being an asshole. Like I don't get into fights with cats on Twitter. I just don't do that. I don't got time for that. I don't got time for no Twitter beef. I'm 37 years. I'm on Twitter beef over fantasy football. I don't give you don't like what I say, I don't give a damn. Doesn't matter. Is I will sleep just fine. I'm not going to Twitter beef with folks. It's just silly to me. Like it's high school childish shit. So I'm not going to do that. So I'm like, damn, really? That won't kind of hurt your boy. Because I know there have been times and time and time where I could have gone out and gotten big name this person to come by or big name that person to drop on the channel. And I just take people that, you know, that just want an opportunity to, to do something. And if I can use my platform in order to help somebody else out, that's cool. That's why I do it. I mean, I'm good. I'm going to be good regardless. There, and there's enough revenue in this fantasy football space, in this sports betting space, for everybody to make a little cheese if that's your goal. 
So I'm not worried about competing forces and I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about none of that. Cause I know what I've built and I know my shit is solid. I know the people that rock with me that rock with destination Debbie, they're solid. They're going to rock with me forever. Cause I rock with them. Cause I rock with them and they know that like they really know that they really, really know that. At least right now, maybe one day when I got like a whole bunch of followers and this is that, maybe it'd be a little more difficult, but they still gonna know it's real. Like I'm not, I'm not a fake. I'm not a fake. I'm not a phony. I'm not a poser. I am what I am. I do what I do. I say what I say. That's me. Right? That's me. Nobody else can do what I did, when I did it, how I did it. That's just fact. But everybody's got that story. Everybody's got their own personal, unique journey that makes them who they are, that gives them their why. And that's there's no right or wrong to that. Because we all enjoy this game. We all give time to this game. We're all hopefully learning and trying to improve our strategies. And if you're fortunate enough to make it through that cycle, if that's your goal, and you get to the point where I'm at right now, you should be excited because I am. Because I've realized that the stage that I'm currently in is I just want to help folks. I got to do. I just want to help people. I want to be better at looking at film and identifying good players. I want to create better fantasy football content, more engaging, more researched. I want the depth to be there. I want to help people think about football different. I want people to think about the game differently. That's what I want. I want to be the coach. I want to coach people. I want to help people think. I want to help people feel confident. And I got to give a personal shout out to my dog, Troy King and Laquan Jones, my two brothers. Personal shout out to both of them cats. Because of all the people, all the people that I work alongside with, all the people that I've worked around, all the people that I see that are trying to accomplish what I've already done to a certain degree, them two cats, the only two people who really were like, yo, right, let's chop it up. Kick game. Excuse me. I got two more, Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez, my other two brothers. Them the only cats to really be like, talk to me, dog. And you can ask any four of them. It's never on a flex. It's never on look what it's let me help you, man. Like, if I can help you, let's do it. If I can give you the confidence to take that next step, let's do it. If you're listening to this right now and I can give you the confidence to take that step, let's do it. Right? That's what I want to do. I want to motivate. I want to create and motivate. I want to hustle. I want to grind. I want to be better. But the reality is, in order for me to do those things... In order for me to do those things, to coach, to motivate, to create better content, to learn, I got to get some time. I have to get some time. 
Because unfortunately, Destination Devi isn't at the point where I can pay Gene and Ike for everything that they're doing. Salary them. Mike and Adam. Jordan Backus on the back end. Everything that Jay Rich does. Scott Connor. Brandon with the newsletters and all this other back end stuff. Unfortunately, I'm not able to be like, this is what y'all get. We're solid. You're good. So because of that, Right? They've got to give some of their time to other places to help build their own brands, and they're all doing phenomenal things. Off the line, thriving, just launched their TikTok. South Harmon, Mike and Adam doing their damn thing, right? They're all doing, Scott Connors all over the place. Trays and Five doing their thing, right? I can't keep everything there. We're not there yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But I have to get some time back because I still got to be daddy. I still got to be baseball coach. I still have to be veterinarian around here with these two crazy dogs that we have. I still got to be husband and I still got to take care of my own mentals. And as I look around in the leagues in which I play and I went to Dynasty Daddy before the show just to check. I'm in 31 leagues. I'm in 31 leagues. And one of the very reasons that I feel it's best for me to step away from just about all of these leagues is one of the things that I can't stand the most. I can't stand being in a league as inactive. If I'm in a league, there's no league activity, no one's trading, no one's caught. Why am I here? I might as well just sink that money in the underdog. Why am I here? I can't stay. There's nothing worse than joining a league that's inactive. Just dead. Like, what are we doing? And the very reason that I don't want to participate in some of these leagues is, hell, is the reason why. You know, I don't want to do this to somebody else because I know of these 31 leagues, I'm not attentive and over half of them. I know this. I know this. Even if it's best ball, the way that we set these up in Dynasty, you still have to grind the waivers. You still have to trade. You still got to engage. And I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time. And honestly, I don't enjoy it right now. I don't enjoy where the state of dynasty is, how we're kind of playing the game. It's not fun. It's not fun. I love learning these new strategies, but I think the problem is when you play in a league where everybody thinks that way, it makes activity almost impossible. It makes it almost impossible. And then when you add on top of that layer, you're a creator. This is like everyone just thinks, oh man, they're really trying to get all get one over on me. It makes it impossible. I've found myself more times than not in dynasty leagues today, drafting a team. Everyone hunts for the one or two fish. Once the pond is dry, things just kind of they get stale. They get stale. People are afraid to make moves. People are afraid to trade. Afraid to be blasted, afraid to get it wrong, afraid to 
to trade away Patrick Mahomes when the reality is you're not going to. The likelihood of that happening is probably slim to none, but people are so afraid. that They're just holding on. We're drafting these teams, and I even preach this on Wake Up, that it's a one-year game. We're playing Dynasty in one-year windows, one to two years tops. Well, hell, what's the best part? What, what is most people, most people, when is the one point in time in the, in the lifespan of a league, and it happens once a year, where everybody is there, everybody is paying attention, everybody is locked in. When's that one time? Set the draft. Startup draft, the rookie draft, that's when everybody is there. Everybody is locked in for the draft because you know what? Everybody likes to draft. I don't believe everybody truly likes to play Dynasty because if you're really playing it, right? If you're really being that GM, because that's what Dynasty is. You're, suppo you're tr supposed to treat it as you're the GM of this team that you're going to build up and keep at the top. Talked about that at the beginning of the show. Then you're grinding. You're sending out trade offers. You're active. You're scouring the waivers. You're making moves. You're strategic. You're doing the job of the Dynasty GM. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a good GM. If I had to compare myself to one right now, probably a little Gettleman, get a little lucky here and there. Good, good first round picks after that. Nah, I'm just, you know, that's, a, that's about the level of my involvement in majority of these. And I don't want to do that to somebody else. The thing that I can't stand, the thing that I hate, the thing that I despise, the thing that I talk about, the thing, I can't do that to not only somebody else, but somebody else who was looking forward to being in that league with me. That's not cool, man. That's, that's not, I don't want, somebody's experience of me to come, you know, to be a less than enjoyable one in a league. You should be able to get fun, shit talking, having fun, Ray GQ. Not, and he's never in here. It's, I mean, never, doesn't, full fab at the end of the year, hadn't even spent a dollar. I don't want people to have that. Because I care. I care about my product. I care about my name. I care about my brand. So I don't want that. And that is what my time is allowing for now. And my passion. I don't like being in leagues where I can't do anything. Everyone thinks the same. Nobody wants to trade. Everyone's trying to do the same thing. What's the fun in that? And if I'm going to do that, then I don't want to spend $200, $500, $1,000. Yes, I'm in a couple of those in leagues where I'm just going to draft the team and the team is just going to be the team. If that's the case, let me sink that four or five grand into underdog where I can do what I love to do, what everyone loves to do more than anything, draft dozens upon dozens upon hundreds of times with different teams to try different things to where one injury won't kill me because I got 900 other teams going. This isn't some endorsement for underdog. If you go there, use the code wake up. But if I'm going to do that in these leagues, then I'd rather just play in an underdog. 
It's not fair for the people that I'm in leagues with. And the reality is, along with the time, along with the way that the game is changing, along with how I feel about Dynasty, I'm still going to stay in a few now. There are some where I do get that euphoric experience and that feeling. So the answer to sort of the title is, you know, departing from all these dynasty leagues. Yes, I am. And I'm going to do it the right way. I know a lot of people talk about this, how to leave, right? Anybody that takes over one of my teams, I'm telling you right now, you are going to have a dope squad. You are not going to have an absolute train wreck. There's one where there's a Will Levis as QB2, but you got Justin Jefferson and some other pieces, but there is a Will Levis QB2er out there. But I take care of that. I will, I will make sure I do something creative to give these teams away, to auction them away, to do some fun stuff to, to get some people engaged, and all your entry fees to be paid for. And that's how you do it right. You find people that are good, that are willing to take over. You make sure the teams aren't an absolute wreck. Take care of the entry fees. Should have no problem. But I got to step away. I've got to step away. Again, there will be a select few. I think a good number for me is not 31. It's probably about four or five. Four or five. And remember, there's no right or wrong way to play. You don't have to be a portfolio dynasty player. You don't. If you are, then be, be one. If you are, you are. But you don't have to. Do what your time allows. Do what your... Your, your heart desires, what you like, what you enjoy. I think about four or five I've identified that I that fit that bill and that criteria for me, but all the others, they got to go. They've got to go. We will do it right. They'll be taken care of. There'll be some dope teams. But that's just where I'm at. And more important than any of that, than any of that, is I want to do more within my own community. I want to give more time to Destination Devi. I want to give more time to my creators. I want to give more time to the up-and-coming creators that are going to join Destination Devi here in the near future. I want to give back. I want to put out better quality work. I want to do more. I want to have more range and more experience within this sports world. Launch this dope partnership with my man Mitch Carl, DFS and Donuts, my sparring. Like, I love sports betting. I just do. Not everybody's cup of tea is all of my cup of tea. I love it. Grew up in Vegas. I've been throwing par... I don't even parlay like that anymore, but I love sports betting. So going down that avenue with him, with this new product... Phenomenal. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying learning new things about fantasy football data and how to interpret it and how to identify the good players that we need to be thinking about. Conversation Scott and I are going to have tomorrow. We're probably going to get into it. Talking about the archetype of running backs we may want to target in fantasy football moving forward. Like I want to do more of that, more of giving back. More of giving back to my community, to the people within Destination, Debbie. And the only way I can do that is to take back a little bit of time. And it just so happens to coincide with a time with inside of Dynasty that I just am not enjoying 
as much anymore. And hopefully, at some point, that enthusiasm for dynasty fantasy football will reemerge. And it may shift for people across all different leagues. I started out and I was loving Devi leagues and C2C leagues. And right now, I just don't, en- I did not enjoy that grind. I didn't enjoy that grind. I didn't enjoy being the guy that didn't even know when the draft started. Like, I didn't enjoy that. I had to step away from those. So if you're out there, if you're listening to this, you made it to the end of the show, and you're feeling like that, it's okay to step away. Do it right. Make sure you leave the right way. Make sure you stop the right way. Don't just dip off. Team is a mess. Trading off assets. Don't be that person. Don't do that. Do it right. But it's okay to step away. It's okay. It is okay. Do not be made to feel that if you are not in a thousand leagues, that you are not as sharp of a dynasty player, not as qualified, not as knowledgeable. Because there are people like me who were in a lot that probably wouldn't go the layer of uh, of depth as you may. So don't be made to feel less than because of your league size. Like, we're not going to do that. Because there's some damn sharp people that play in these portfolio leagues. There's some damn sharp people that play in, you know, fewer leagues. And hopefully I'll continue to be that as the content production ramps up, as the content quality ramps up, as the breadth of what I will do will continue to increase and amplify on different platforms. Shout out to CBS for having me on and always shout out to Bleacher Report for employing me. But we'll continue to preach some of the things. But I just want y'all to know that this community means everything to me. Everything to my name, my reputation, who I am, what I've built, and what I'm going to continue to do. And that is why Destination Devi, I'm telling anybody that will listen, is the best community to be a part of. So just as I step away from a few leagues... We still tapped in, baby. We still doing this. But always, 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 always remember the message will never change. Story may change, but the message and the takeaway will never, ever change. Protect your time. Protect your damn time. Thank you.